Hey humans, it's Jakea. And it's Veronica. And welcome to Behind, Behind the Mic. Mic. Back at it again. <laughs> Join us Behind the Mic every Wednesday to talk about everything from pop culture to lifestyle. And who knows, we might have a few special guests along the way. Um, so every episode, um, we're going to start the podcast with some highs and lows of the day, week, month, even life depends on what me and Kay are feeling. So, Kaya, what are your highs and lows? Okay, it's Monday. Yeah, it's, it's currently Monday when we're recording. So. so I think my high for these two days of this week is it's October. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the fall. Spooky season. I love the fall. But global warming, it's not so fall. It's not fall. <laughs> it's not so fall right now. Um, because, bro, like, it's, it's it was damn near 90 degrees. I had to force this jacket. I had to force this jacket for real. Like, and then I had a crew neck on, too. I was like, I need to feel some type of falliness. falliness. Like, that's my main style throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And it's like winter, I just kind of keep building off. But it's like, once summer hits, I'm like, what? What do I do now? Like, all I have is leggings, sweatpants, long sleeve shirts, shirts that are a little thicker, like yeah. blank colored shirts. Like, I don't got no sizzazz for the summer. So sizzazz like, is wild. What do I do? But no, yeah, I love the fall. It's not feeling like fall, Mm-mm. but I don't know. I just love everyone's joy. And it's like, it's almost Christmas. <laughs> I know. Christmas is right around the corner. Halloween's right around the corner. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. I'm going to be eating. It's the for. season to eat good. It's here. Gain a couple of pounds. Oh, and I'm so excited. For real. Yeah. Me too. My low? Mm. Let's see. My low is probably... I've seen someone today that is kind of awkward. <laughs> okay, okay. You seen someone today? Okay. It's somebody I ghosted. And Ooh, I seen that's the worst. <laughs> and, and the thing is, I was like, on the my worst. phone. And I'm walking and I'm on my phone and <clears throat> I look up just, you know, make sure I'm not going to you know, yeah. lock eyes. Ooh. I was like, what are you doing here? I never see you. What are you doing here? You have to tell me who it is after. I will. Yeah. I will tell you. Bro, that's crazy. That's the worst thing. Like, getting caught up after it's ghosting so somebody weird. is so it's humbling like it's truly humbling like you truly be thinking like damn i really hollywooded him yeah and i'm now de-hollywooded like it's kind of no <laughs> but it's i'm glad i ghosted them like i caught the red <clears throat> flags in the beginning do i know who this person is no okay i think i told you about it though mm. it, it wasn't really anything okay. it was okay i ran away it was it was great. I saved myself. Period. Do you for real? Like notice the red flags early, and when you and they're not and they're not they're not just any color. They're red. They're, they're not red. orange. Not glow stick. They're not glow stick orange. <laughs> they're not no like traffic cones are orange too. So if they're in any any of that red family stuff, no, it's maybe real, time to right. start relooking through everything. Yeah. Oh, but what about you? My um, high is I had a really great weekend. I'm not going to get into any specificities, but had a great weekend. Um, that also contributes to my load during that weekend. I neglected all the homework that I told myself I was going to do. I feel like I was set for set up for such a great weekend. My lab was canceled for the Friday. Ooh. I had a meeting canceled that Thursday. So literally, like my Thursday was the true definition of Friday junior. I didn't have an 8 a.m. the next day. My my class was at 1.30. So I woke up at like 10 and mm-hmm. like took a shower and just chilled in my room until I had to leave at 1.00. 
and it was like yeah like vibes and then you know vibed all weekend had a good time and then that sunday i opened my laptop and i was like well (laughs) it's time to catch up for the catch up yeah and i'm still not even caught up i have a pinup on if you don't know what a pinup i'm an architecture major um so it's practically where you print out some work you pin it up and you and your peers just talk about your work like Mm -hmm. that's really what it is it's kind of like a little gallery walk type thing all i'm gonna say is where i'm at now i have nothing to pin up (laughs) nothing (laughs) and that lab is on wednesday so i have Less than 48 hours to get caught up from where I'm at, which is very far. Mm. Very, very far. So I think it might be one of those things where I do got to, like, sit down with a friend and be like, hey, Gritty Pop, let's let's look at our files and, yeah. you know, get this done. drag over whatever I can drag over from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, yeah, I just midterms are coming up God. and it feels like. There's just not enough time on the clock for me to get anything done. Mm-mm. It feels like as soon as I solidify a schedule, something changes or something gets added on to where I'm like, okay. Um, this is too much. Yeah, like it's getting to that point where I'm just like, is this what I'm going to be going through like for the next like four to five years? And it- The idea of like year five just scares me. I really hope I don't have to do it. I just always, I love structure, but it's building one that is always the hardest part like Mm -hmm. you know what they say like building the foundation is always the hardest part because once you start building up okay cool like you got what you need underneath just Mm -hmm. keep building but it's like right now i'm still trying to build my foundation and everybody's kind of just like you got this dude you got this dude you got that dude you got and it's just like okay wait 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 wait. you're preaching to me like oh yeah like you know get it done before you get to this class or get it done um right after you leave and it's like girl i have other things to do too so it's like i can't just a lot of professor or coursework for certain classes require you to be hyper focused or tunnel vision on that specific thing and it's like I can't do that because I other people feel like I should treat their course that way. And I I can't treat everybody's course with tunnel vision. I have only two eyes like I have two eyes, two hands, two legs. Fortunately, not everybody's blessed enough to have that. But it's kind of like, you know, give me give me a couple seconds. Fall break is coming up, though. So that's like the shortest you know, a little. It's like a four breather. day weekend. It's a breather. Yeah, like it's just it's just time for me to gasp in the air and then just get go back underwater, <laughs> caught right back up. Yeah, until November hits and then Thanksgiving break and. I feel like it's gonna go by fast after these midterms, because <sighs> I feel like yeah, I don't know. Midterms kind of came up pretty quickly to me. I know, and it's like they're talking about grade checks, and I'm like, my grades aren't bad. I don't have anything below a B plus, but it's like. After this week, I want to keep it the same. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing about me, if I'm going to choose either that work or that sleep, I'm going to choose that sleep. Dude, I had the best nap today. Period. Dude, like sleeping after classes and like before another class, it's scary, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Be- I say scary, not like scary. I was 20 but- minutes late to a class once, and the class was literally <laughs> like, y'all. I kid you not, this class was at least 20 to 30 steps away from my dorm room. And I was still 20 minutes late because I was like, 
Damn, I set my alarm clock for the wrong time because I'm mm-hmm. thinking it was one of my 130 to 220s, but it was a 1 to 150. Mm-hmm. So when I got there, everybody's in there. I'm like, oh, per, like, I love how everybody's early. And then everybody looking at me like, girl, the class is going to end soon. Like, <laughs> and literally, like, the teacher for the class, like, he comes up to me. He's like, I'm just making sure you're good. And I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure I'm good. Like, you could definitely tell, like, I just got it from <laughs> sleep, too. But, yeah, like I said, like, Honestly, I'm going to keep it a buck. If you have to choose between that work or that sleep, choose that sleep. Choose sleep. Choose that sleep. Don't kill yourself over that no. work. I Don't feel like I work more than I sleep, though. Same. I do, too. And I'm I'm very guilty about that. Like, I average four to five hours of sleep. And y'all, like, when I be sleeping, I I be fighting for my life. Sleep paralysis. Dude, insomnia. Oh my God, I have- yeah, like, I, I just struggle to, when I'm sleeping, I struggle you, to so stay So, do you asleep. have, like, constant, like, sleep paralysis, like, multiple times? Because I used to have it really... Same. Like, yeah. I'll go, like, I'll wake up, and then I'll go back to sleep, and then it'll happen again. Yes, and oh my God. And please, um, I don't have none of that monster stuff i do i have like demonic shit (laughs) dude and today during my nap i was like because sleep process is when like you're you are awake but you're yeah your brain your brain has some activities yeah so i was like laying there and like i can hear mia my roommate okay but i'm laying there and i'm trying to move and i literally could that's sleep paralysis yeah and like but my you know like when you get like tingly yeah that's what was happening and i couldn't move and so i'm like oh my god like at that point i know it's sleep paralysis right oh my god like it's just like you're so annoyed and yeah it's annoying because you know what's happening you can't do anything you can't signal and the worst part is the hardest part is when having sleep paralysis and somebody's in the room like, I've had somebody be, like, right at my feet or mm. right behind me, and I'm just, like, laying there, and I'm like, damn, if only I could just nudge. And yes. I can't nudge. And, like, I feel like the way I wake myself up out of sleep process is I have to have, like, some type of deep breath, mm. like a deep enough breath to where it moves my entire body to the point where mm. my body's like, oh, she's awake, let's, let's start moving type mm. stuff. And it's like... Nobody knows what's going on until I'm waking up gasping for air, and it's yeah, like, what's going like, on? Jump up and, and it's just like yeah. I'm sitting here, like I'm sitting here, to, like bro, I'm literally fighting my. I'm it's me versus me right now. You right next to me, you can't. And it's oh just like gosh. you can't blame nobody for just standing next to you because you can't really tell what's going on when it's happening. But at the same time, it's kind of just like it's disturbing. Do you remember the first time it happened? I do. I do too. It's, I called my sister because me and my sister were in separate rooms, mm-hmm. and I'm like, obviously, like spooky shit and then i'm like charity like yelling my sister's name mm-hmm. she doesn't come you know what i'm saying and so like mm-hmm. i wake up and i'm like charity what the heck like you hear me in there like having like a nightmare and i'm like gasping for air and i'm like you right. know like moving she goes i didn't hear you eating up that poor girl i was <laughs> like not hear nothing i was like what do you mean and she's like i didn't hear you and don't call me if there's demons that's so real that's so because <laughs> what am i supposed to do what am i i uh, was like what am i a nun like girl, right what? i was like oh my gosh please no for real um yeah no like the first time it happened for me personally it was just one of those things for me where i was just like it just was so painful like i could feel the pins and needles Mm -hmm. because it feels like it feels like my because for me like personally like when i sleep i'm pretty light sleeper so i'm thinking like oh yeah like i'm just about to start waking up i try to move don't move um then i just feel like pressure on my chest you know my joints start feeling like they're like getting poked by like a bunch of pins and needles and it's just like i'm sitting here and i'm like starting to panic and then i like really like start to like really get into that breathing fit and then i have like that one big gasp of air and then i all of a sudden wake up and i feel like that really started like 
really because I don't have diagnosed insomnia or anything like that. It's just that when people ask me to describe my sleeping habits, my best way to describe it is it's kind of like insomnia. So it's kind of one of those things for me where like I was scared to go back to sleep. I was scared to sleep after that. Like there was like a good period in time where I know like I mainly get it like when I'm like stressed, you know, if I'm sleeping like really like flat yeah. on my back or like I can't flat sleep on my back anymore. flat on like certain like surfaces and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um yeah, no, anytime I'm sleeping very flat or if I'm sleeping in a certain manner where it's like another part of my body's elevated but my upper body isn't elevated, that's when I also get um SP. So it's kind of one of those things for me where it's like damn 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 like it just really makes it hard to have enjoyable sleep um because it's just like one of those things where it's not one of those things where it just happens in the bed right i know that i specifically if i'm sleeping on a couch i have to knowingly sleep on a couch knowing that i could possibly get sleep paralysis because i mainly get sleep paralysis when i'm if i'm in a constricted space where i can't move too much when I'm sleep because I'm a tosser and turner. I'm gonna keep it a buck, but I'm like a relative area tosser and turner. So if I'm sleeping in a couch and I can't move around too much when my body's laying in a certain position for too long, that's when I get sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. So I love my couch naps, but I know that every time I do them, I have to risk the possibility of yeah, sleep paralysis. Yeah, and even at that, like this whole twin XL life, that's why I've been struggling with it because it's kind of been like you, you're trying I, to like, I'm literally not fall off your bed. So real. And I even still have a railing, but it's still like knowing the fact that like if I just roll too far, like this railing will go with me. So it's kind of like, damn, yeah. like what to do? Yeah, that um, happened to me today. But it was a good nap. Like I, right. I felt rejuvenated. I, I woke up scared of shit, but right. I felt rejuvenated. Always wake up with so much fear. I always wake up with so much, so much fear, yeah. and that's why I hate sleeping around other people because I'm just mm-hmm. like I don't need nobody. You good? Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, ho, I'm, 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 I'm straight. Fine. I'm straight. I'm straight. Okay. It's okay. But moving on into, like, our lifestyle topics of the day. Um, One of the topics is financing as a college gal. Um, I'm going to keep it a buck, y'all. I am so broke. <laughs> I am so So broke. real. That's so, so real. Broke. So broke stop listening to this podcast. Word. Broke isn't day. even the word. Like, I just... There's no money advice that anybody could have given me to prepare me for this type of brokenness. And that's the thing. I thought I was prepared. I had a I had a mindset like you're mm-hmm. gonna do this because I've saved lots of money before. Like mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I got a job. Don't get no hours, but got a job. <laughs> like you know, I'm no, doing for real, me. I only work five hours a week, bro. Bro, that's crazy. I haven't worked in two weeks. Um. Oops. <laughs> And, like, I forgot what I was saying. I was doing good. Like, right. you know, the little refund went a little crazy. Dude, the refund. Nobody tells you, like, just the first couple of weeks, like, once you get that refund, you just cherish it. Yeah. Cherish it while you have it. Do not take advantage of it. you don't know when your next refund's going to hit. I'm very lucky enough to say, like, I still got my refund. Um, at I least, spent mine. Like- at least one of them. Um, and like it's in my savings account. Mm-hmm. I would say number one advice I would give is when you're putting in your direct deposit for your refund, if you do those types of things or if you're in college right now um, or just future advice, um, get a savings account and make sure you connect your direct deposit to your savings account. Yeah, that would be great. If you want to get one of them savings account that are CDs, which are like you can only take money out of them after a certain amount of time or you can only take money out of them 
<clears throat> excuse me in case of like a certain emergency mm-hmm. you can still like those still have account numbers like still connected to your direct deposit like when i got my refund money i didn't know i got my refund money until they emailed me saying we sent you your refund money mm-hmm. like it was just chilling in my savings account and then when i got another refund i didn't know i got that other refund until i was at walmart trying to transfer money in from my savings to my checking because my freaking card declined at walmart <laughs> it was just so embarrassing like no yeah even though you're in a dorm you can't completely rely on this dining hall food. If you no. need a balanced diet, you have to, like, reach out on your own. Like, mm-hmm. my medicine drawer, all out of my pocket. Like, literally. It mm-hmm. didn't, it, it, the dining hall didn't provide me with my medicine drawer. Like, Dayquil, NyQuil, vitamins, allergy pills, um, Aleve, Honestly, or Tylenol, or yeah. just something like cough drops, nasal spray, nasal strips. Like, it's getting to that point. And even at that, like, we're even going to touch on, like, health in college. Because, like, this, this, this shit is bogus, bruh. It is. <clears throat> this shit is bogus. Like, I had an allergy flare-up. Not to be mistaken with sickness, because some people are really sick out here, y'all. And I'm talking sick, sick, sick. like sick, like, and it's not good at all. And for me personally, like, started with a sore throat, mm. and then it just turned when into was like, this? <sighs> see, that's how I knew it was just allergy flare because you didn't even notice. I did. Um, it was like a week or two ago, but like it started like one night. I finished the soda, mm. and I was going to sleep. And I was like, ooh, my sore, my throat was a little sore. So I'm like, oh, maybe it just went down the wrong pipe. So I took a sip of water, kept the water bottle next to me while I was sleeping, woke up. Oh, okay, my voice is a bit raspy. Mm-hmm. My throat kind of hurts. Like, it's a common thing when season starts to change. Mm-hmm. You know, my allergies start to act a little bit of a fool. But I'm like, them allergy pills is right in that drawer. She's ready to be used. Took a cough drop. Um, and once the throat thing got resolved, it kind of just moved to my nose mm-hmm. and the congestion just started trying to take me out. One morning I woke up, couldn't breathe through my nose. Mm. And I don't really breathe through my mouth at night. So I'm sitting here like, oh, where's the air? <laughs> no air, no air. Very much Jordan Sparks and Chris Browning, <laughs> like, my away in my sleep. So I'm just like, darn. So I'm just on that nasal spray real bad. On them Kleenexes real bad. Mm-hmm. Um I'm bottoms up in day quill and night quill. Um, and like <clears throat> night quill be taking me out. But suggestion if you do get day quill and night quill, I would get the one with the va- the Vicks Vapor Rub um kind of effect. Mm-hmm. So it kinda is like you're taking a cough drop and cough medicine at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um and then also like after I would do a nasal spray little treatment every night and then i would put a little bit of vix vapor rub in my nostrils to make sure i'm good and then i introduced the nasal strips life changing life changing i used to clown that shit when i used to see the commercials but not gonna hold you them nasal strips so they go over like the bridge of your nose and then they expand your nose like and that kind of relieves the pressure that's like in that area Mm. specifically so like i was sleeping like a baby like Mm. honestly like the most i had to do when i woke up in the morning was just blow my nose because nothing was compressing Mm -hmm. was compressing anything so it was easy for me to recover because i caught it early enough and i was taking those allergy pills Every single day. If I wasn't taking the NyQuil or the DayQuil, I was taking the allergy pills. If I wasn't taking the allergy pills, I was taking the NyQuil and DayQuil. Like, I kept myself on it. I was taking those vitamins every day. I was taking all I needed to be taken. And that's why I recovered so easily. Mm. Because I was like, one, 
it's just an allergy flare-up. And two, I took care of myself. I was still drinking a lot of water throughout the day. Mm-hmm. I'm taking my medicine religiously. And then at the same time, I'm just kind of like keeping a mug. I'm like, mm, probably need a flu shot soon, too, just to, like, defeat whatever. You're, you're healthy. Whatever. I'm like, I'm dude, like, I ref- guys, the first day I got here, I threw up. Oh. I threw up. Like, I woke up. I guess I overestimated how much I ate the day before, and I threw up real bad like up in the middle of the night shivering throw up like Mm -hmm. it was bad and like nobody prepares you for sickness in a dorm because of sickness in a dorm like your bathroom isn't connected to your room or your bathroom isn't just right across the hall anymore it's just i really had to like once i anticipated it was gonna happen i was like i'm not gonna wait i'm just gonna i'd rather go to the bathroom and it'd be a false alarm than me not go to the bathroom and it'd be on my floor and truly thank god i went when i did because it wasn't no fucking false alarm Mm. i threw up and i honestly it just killed everything because then, like, not too long after that, my parent came around and I was just like, oh, Lord, all this in the first week. But I feel like I needed that because then I was a trooper after everything else. Like, every little thing I was like, I was like, nothing defeats that first day I'm sleeping in the dorm and I threw up my that's entire crazy. nervous system. Like, that's literally what it felt like. I just, you know that one scene from Pitch Perfect where she, like, projectile vomits on all of them? It truly felt like that. Like, it was just so... Oh, okay, let's stop talking about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry, y'all. TW but, for TW. But, yeah, well, no. What I was going to say is you remind me of my mom. So my mom is, like, that type of person who's, like, freaking, like, drowns us in medicine. Mm-hmm. I'm a thug. Like, I will thug mm-hmm. it out. <laughs> I I used listen. to be a thug, y'all. And then in high school, nah. I learned that I'm not the thuggiest of the thugs. Here's the thing. I will thug it out. I hate cough syrup. I will pop some IV pro from some Tylenol, some right. something, and drink some water. And that's mm-hmm. it. Um, I have a fear of throwing up. So when I do throw up, it's like I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> I know. And I'm so glad it wasn't like no dry heaving stuff included. Yeah. It just happened. And when it w- when it happened, that was it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm thankful. Like, I just went back to the dorm, grabbed my toothbrush and my toothpaste and my mouthwash, brushed mm-hmm. my teeth, went back to sleep. And then nobody knew until I told them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm one of those people where throwing up is such a vulnerable thing to do. Like your guard is completely down. Yeah. Like you're you're <laughs> you're standing over a toilet with like, your mouth open. Oh God, <laughs> y'all! It was just so. Yeah, I no. just was like, I want to go back to Omaha right now. Like I and I cry when I throw up. Same. I'd be like, bawling. dude, like my tears was like, I was like, oh my god, I can't cry in this bathroom, bro. Because no, it's like being in the dorm. It feels like you're in a public restroom, and it's and like it's embarrassing. Oh god, like I can't even. I I can't even express how public everything is. Like it feels so. Okay. Wait, last question about throw up. When you were in like elementary, did you ever like throw up in front of anyone? Like in middle school, I did too. I realized that I was lactose intolerant in elementary school because I had one of those things like down the whole thing of milk Mm -hmm. and it just it came out of both ends. It just happened (laughs) to come out of one end first. And then, yeah, because I've never been like I haven't had a doctor like formally do like the whole test on me. But the way I've described it to a doctor, they're like, yeah, definitely you have some sensitivity to dairy Mm. and stuff like that, because it's just kind of like. That shit go right through me. And it's just kind of one of those things where also, like, 
everybody's a bit lactose intolerant because technically we're not supposed to be drinking cow milk because cows obviously, you know, sort out lactose different from us because, Mm -hmm. you know. They're cows. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like us saying, "Oh, I'm gonna breastfeed a cat like a like a baby calf or something like yeah. that." Like, no, like that's just not what it is. Mm-hmm. So I think it makes it easier to lead a healthier lifestyle, whether that's letting go of dairy or letting go of certain things, because it's just like I've never been a fan. I will drink cow milk till I die. I love almond milk. Yo, oh my god. <clears throat> Um, mm, but it has disgusting. it has vanilla in it, so like that's chocolate almond milk. I will allow. I haven't had chocolate almond milk because somebody that's told me it good. was really good. I want to have homemade chocolate almond milk, so like with the Hershey's chocolate mm. bar melted in there, type beat. But no, like I have vanilla um, almond milk, so like that kind of like helps with like the blank taste. Mm-hmm. But also like I never I never drank like just a straight cup of almond milk. I always yeah. eat it with cereal. I don't like the texture if that makes oh, sense. Oh, okay. Like, I definitely understand. Like, if you have a texture problem, like, yeah, almond milk is not your shit. Like, I can't eat oatmeal. Like, my oatmeal has to be super, like... Almost cream of wheat smooth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, porridge type. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. That's I, real. I can't. I can't. That's so real. I okay. can't eat marshmallows. I had s'mores this weekend, but, like, it has to be melted. Like, I cannot mm. eat a marshmallow. Like, I have texture sensitivity. I feel like that's such a valid... That's no, the most people look at that's me like the I'm most crazy. that's the most valid point I've ever heard for for almond milk because I know some people are just like oh where's the milk coming from and I'm right. just like dude like you can search that shit up on YouTube like <laughs> right. it's pretty easy to make home mm-hmm. homemade almond milk but mm-hmm. it's just like un- I understand the texture thing that's why I always eat it with cereal I never mm-hmm. eat it straight because it has it had you even you look at it you can tell it has that texture i've never yeah. seen almond milk in a gallon when i see it in a cup i'm just like okay well you can tell it was, not a fan yeah, no. um mm-hmm. but oat milk is pretty good i've never had it but oat milk oat milk also has like a little like casting taste that i'm not really a fan of it kind of like defeats the point of me eating it with cereal so just almond milk is like the smoothest smoothest thing on my stomach but it's also like a neutral taste to where if something else is in it i can taste the thing that i'm eating with it mm-hmm. um but yeah, like in college, your parents aren't here to make your appointments anymore. So it's kind of like you really got to like call your parents like, hey, when I get back to when I get back home, if that's the case, um, set up this appointment or I'm going to set up this appointment. So when I get back home, yada, 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 set up an appointment with your local um, college health center, mm-hmm. um, get a flu shot if you believe in a flu shot. Definitely. I believe in a for real, girl, I'm going to get the flu shot. Because definitely, like, every time I've been telling people, like, oh, yeah, like, uh, I definitely do need to get a flu shot. They're just like, you believe in that? And I was like, yeah, yes. Because um, last year I didn't have a flu shot. And that's when I really got, like, I got sick, like, real bad. Like, I hate saying that I'm, I'm sick. But I really was, like, fever, multiple days, not feeling well, mm. cough, voice gone, like body aching, like, and that's when I learned. I was like, okay, like my body is most likely like utilizing this to fight off whatever mm-hmm. this season brings. So instead of depriving them of that, I'ma just give it to her. So, did you get the COVID vaccine? Mm-hmm. So the whole time during the pandemic, did you ever get COVID? Mm-mm. Me neither. I've never gotten COVID. Where's Me the wood neither. at? Where's the word? <laughs> yeah, girl. Um, yeah, no, like I got I got Pfizer, so I got like the first Me part, too. the second part, and, and then, then I got the, the booster. Me too. Yeah, so girl, I'm shot it up. Shot like it up. Sh- no, for, shot it up. Like I just I just feel like obviously everybody has their own separate opinions about vaccines and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but 
I personally, my- at first I didn't want it. My mom made me get it. Mm-hmm. And so then after I was like, oh, like it could prevent something. Like if I turn into like a zombie, whatever. Damn. But because I've heard like that they're just trying to like put a microchip in you. And I'm like, girl, there are so many ways that the United States could put a microchip in me without using a needle. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, it's whatever. I'd rather be protected and mm-hmm. have some. It definitely made me feel a little bit more at ease going yeah. through life in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like at least like um, I got I got the shot, I got the booster. I just need to keep up with my health personally, and yep. I will be good. Cause I think a lot of people they don't understand the what the point of vaccines are for vaccines Mm -hmm. are to like kind of build up those like those resistance yeah Yeah, like that those type of resistance like the whole point like every vaccine has a little bit of the thing it's fighting against in it and the whole point exactly so it's like when it happens it's like oh i know what that is Mm -hmm. i'm gonna fight that off because we know that's not good and it also makes it so when you do get it it doesn't impact you as much that's that's simply what it is like i've talked to some people who have gotten covid despite having the vaccine and they literally kind of talk about it as if it was like a common cold or if Mm -hmm. it was something where i was like i didn't know i had it until i took the test and i was surprised this type stuff like that so it's kind of like one of those things where it's like you can't fully put your trust in a vaccine but i feel like it can let you be at ease just a bit yeah still keep up with your health and stuff like that no Mm -hmm. matter what age you are Because trust and believe the type of processing our food goes through on a day-to-day basis. Nothing is really healthy anymore. So you really just got to watch out for yourself. And, uh, yeah. Moving on to the pop culture portion. Um, For real. Um, So there was this instance that happened on TikTok or whatever. And it was this fan. She met SZA. And she, if you're a SZA fan or you at least know enough about the SZA fandom, you know about the SZA is whack meme. If you don't know what the meme is, it was a meme of this girl like sitting in the audience at a SZA concert. She was performing stuff from Control. And she's literally like on her um insta notes not notes it's like the insta like the whole background thing where you can just type words in and post it to your story and she literally just put SZA is whack and just like put it zoomed it in the biggest on the screen and posted that shit and it's like okay you're you paid to be at the concert so obviously she's not that whack exactly and these concerts aren't cheap so it's like yeah um but going back to the fan who we're talking about right now, when she meets SZA, she refers to the meme and SZA doesn't really appreciate it. And SZA privately DMs her on Instagram and, you know, tells her, you know, like, I don't really appreciate, you know, that meme. You know, it really brought my self-esteem down and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. And I feel like this girl, <laughs> she kind of just went into automatic, like, combat mode. She kind of, like, posted on Instagram, like, oh, just, like, imagine meeting your favorite, you know, your favorite singer. And now they're in their their DMs, like, hating on you for, like, a straight hour and shit like that. And talking about how, like, SZA like is significantly older than her has significantly more money than her and should be worried about you know her music and building a better bond with her fandom and stuff like that kind of just dismissing everything that SZA said and, it's an, and everything that she did as well i mean and to be clear SZA did not do anything wrong like at the end of the day just because you're a celebrity you're still a human and you have the right to like comment you on things feelings. yeah because i think people underestimate like memes 
when it's people laughing at you, that shit can be really mean. Like, really mean. Mm -hmm. Like, very much, like, damn, like, everybody's laughing. Because it's, like, a lot of people I know, like, they're just kind of like, oh, like, when my friends, like, point out certain things about me, I laugh with them. But it's, like... That's not everyone. That's you. Yeah, I'm, like, that's, that's truly you. Like, if... And, example, your friends are people you know. When you're a celebrity, these are people you don't know from a can of paint making fun of whatever insert clip or insert tweet or insert whatever Mm -hmm. and they're not only just they're not laughing at it oh you know the people in your city you know these are people all over the world laughing at that and i'm just kind of like i try to think about it on the large scale of like try having my most like somebody hating on me as a meme and that shit blowing up and people just saying that shit whenever something happens with me in the media and that being their first thing I'm going to be insecure about it. Like I was saying, when you have wild scale, wide scale memes, I feel like they're funny to us as like regular, regular people. But like thinking about it from like a celebrity aspect or like even like being somebody like notable enough to where like if you're walking on the street, somebody recognizes you, they want a picture type thing. Mm -hmm. I would understand how that would be hurtful. And I just don't like the fact how she was being a little ageist, like, you're, you got, like, 10 years on me. Girl, just because she's, like, 30 don't mean she loses her feelings with her age. Like, I, I just, I just feel like. I just think, like, think if the roles were reversed and that was. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to say it. Because it's just kind of like, it gets to the point where it's like, are you a fan or are you just, like, a glorified hater? Like, literally, because it's just one of those things for me where, a lot of the standards that people uphold to liber- celebrities to are just flat out unrealistic. Yes, it is. Unrealistic. Because I think for me, and even example, like, even example, like, touching on, like, the Doja Cat thing. Like, these people don't know you. Like, I understand, like, you know, we stream their music. We really, we're like. supporting them. Right. We're supporting them willingly. Mm-hmm. They don't owe you nothing. Like, at the end of the day, like. You don't have to. If you're to not them. doing it, somebody else is going to do it. And it's mm-hmm. like, don't make it their problem that you're feeling some type of way about that. Because at the end of the day, that's why the Doja Cat thing didn't move me at all. Because I'm just like. I don't know who this girl is. Like, I don't even know Doja Cat's real name. Like, I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, I don't even know Doja Cat's real name. I just, I'm not, I'm a mainstream listener. I don't know her below whatever she posts on the media. I don't know nothing about that. So it's like, why should I feel personally hurt when she Mm -hmm. says she doesn't love me? She don't know me. How how are you, like. Just her music and shut up. Literally, like, and I think for me. That also brings upon the topic of, like, glorified celebrity culture. Celebrities, they're regular people outside of their celebrityness. Outside the media, they're just practically, like... They Literally. Have, have a couple more zeros in that account. Like, it's... <laughs> a couple. More than a couple. More than a couple. Maybe a but... triple. Or quad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just like, they're human at the end of the day. That could be you in that same situation. For real. And it's kind of like... For me personally, I just except Nepo babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love a good Nepo baby because like uh, the Nepo baby phenomenon is so hilarious because it's like, dude, you got all this 
and it's either be something and be something good and don't outrage nobody mm-hmm. or be nothing and everybody will flame you for the rest of your life. Like, you're a Nepo baby. Your mama is this person. Your daddy is yeah. that person. But when and you're useless. Different. Yeah. Do you know who Maya Hawk is? No. Ethan Hawk's daughter. I love that woman. She's in Stranger Things. Have you ever seen Stranger Things? Sorry, y'all know. Oh, gosh. You're so uncultured. No, I'm kidding. It's okay, truly. Um, do you know... Have you ever seen Boo Bitch on Netflix? <gasps> no. Oh, my god. I don't even know what that is. Ugh. Maya Hawk, she's a Nepo baby, and she's crazy talented. Too. I know <laughs> Zoe Kravitz, though. Yeah, see? Zoe Beautiful. Kravitz is a Nepo baby. Beautiful. Two, two combinations of people you would never really imagine having kid children together wait i'm trying to think of her mom her mom was on the cosby show okay yeah and then her dad was, uh, yeah i, I think her dad. her dad was yeah you, you know who her daddy is so it's kind of like lenny yeah it's kind of like nepo babies like that yeah that's really something but like Haley bieber <laughs> sorry <laughs> I should have brought her up. <laughs> I'm definitely Team Selena, but what, uh, what was that? What was uh, that? But you know, I gotta keep an eye out for Selena. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think about other nepo babies. Um, nepo babies. Let's see. Cause I mean, for the most part, like you're a nepo baby. Like regardless of anything, you're a nepo baby. Like if your parents are both famous, you're a nepo baby. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Will and Jada Smith's kids, all of them but are nepo babies. I feel babies. like they're mad talented. Yeah, they're all talented within themselves. Like, their eldest son decides to not be in the media. Like, that's yeah. his personal preference. And go him. Because me personally, like, if I had a choice, I would say oh, no. Lily Depp. Oh, I love Lily. She's so pretty. She's, like, such a great combination of both of her parents. Like, both of their very, like, very potent features. Mm-hmm. Like, her, she has her dad's strong jawline. And, like, her mom also has a pretty strong jawline also. And she has, like, their really dark features. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, like... She's gorgeous. She's truly gorgeous. Um, have I seen Idol? No. Have I seen I side not- eye things about mm. Idol? Yes. Yeah. What the um, And Lily Depp. <laughs> Lily Depp. Okay. No, yeah. I've seen some weird shit about... I think they said The Weeknd made it weird. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So unfortunate. But, yeah. Like, I definitely feel like we all deserve an opinion yes but when it comes to celebrities if they want to take that opinion and run with it sure if they don't okay that's fine like I really try my best when I get irritated with whatever celebrities do I kind of just am like unnecessary but Mm -hmm. okay that's your individual choice or whatever I just never really been a fan. Like I don't I don't I don't idealize anybody. I just try not to do that. Like I try not to like obviously like some artists I'm just like, "Oh yeah, like I love this person." And yada mm-hmm. yada. It's not like that. I love the person in the music. Like the yeah. person who is being presented in the music. Like example, when I say, "Oh, I love Frank Ocean." Um and stuff like that. It's just like I don't know who Frank Ocean is. Mm-hmm. I only know what he gives me in his music and in his catalog. That's mm-hmm. it. And I feel like some people feel like, 
oh, just because you go to a concert or just because you stream an album or you're the first one to click on a single, that this person owes you their life. And Mm -hmm. I keep it a buck. It's not true because, to be frank, there are a couple people who, you know, you owe your life to. Like, and I mean, for the most part, like, you don't take regular, regular people who build your roads, build your houses, shit feed you like you don't you don't take them you don't idealize them as much as people who you've never seen in person in your life before and you idolize this random stranger that you saw on social media and just decided to start listening to their music and it's like like i said before like girl what do you expect her to say when you're literally like you meet her and the first thing you do is literally quote a meme that's bashing her (laughs) why would somebody want to appreciate that yeah, I'm so confused. I feel like people lose their decency once they start talking about celebrities because it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, um, you know, just they seem untouchable mm-hmm. when in reality these used to be regular people in the streets too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just like, you know, if you don't want somebody talking to you like that, don't talk to somebody else like that. Like, the most kindergartenest thing I could say. Treat people the way you want to be treated treated. Like talk to them the way you want to be talked to. Like don't sit here and like I said, don't sit here and flaunt a hate meme in front of this woman and expect, expect her, her to want to give you a hug and say, Oh my God, thank you so much for supporting me when there are millions and billions of other people who are supporting her who don't flash don't this do meme it. in her face. Exactly. So it's kinda like, um, yeah side eye and then once she started getting the backlash that she you know frankly Mm kind of deserved because that was mad and decent she took down the video and i was just like because then apparently SZA commented on the video clarifying what she said and she deleted her comment so it's like okay you know you're wrong like the bad guy right you know you're wrong and She's literally coming in to defend herself and you're deleting her comment. For what? Like exactly. and it's just like, mind you, you're saying, Oh, SZA has this much on this much age on you, this much money on you, yada yada yada. Okay. She's literally taking time out of her big ass age and right. her big ass money in her account to address you and tell you, Hey, I'm just I'm letting y'all know I just don't appreciate the meme. Mm-hmm. And it's like I understand that because it's like it's not it's, it's frankly not a good meme to have as an artist. Mm-mm. Somebody's at your concert literally listening to you sing live and they're saying that you're whack. Exactly. That shit's not something that you want to go to sleep at night thinking about. Like, that right. shit kind of sucks. It does. So, and that's just, and that's just, like, the way people are just so caught up in celebrity culture just kills me because I'm like, you're so caught up. You're more caught up in celebrity culture than you are in your personal life. Like, be so for real. Right. Be so for real right now. And even moving, literally moving on in celebrity culture, um, like Taylor, yeah, like a week or two ago, Kelsey, Taylor, Taylor Swift, and Travis Kelsey, who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, tight um, end eighty seven. It's crazy because I've had the biggest crush on him, and like I'm a, I'm a Chiefs fan. I've been a Chiefs fan. Okay, per love that. But like, I feel like this week has been hilarious because. Taylor Swift was spotted at the game yeah. after he had, well, he had went to the Eras concert. The what? It was like the Eras concert, her Oh, okay, world her tour. tour. Yeah, and he was like, oh, Taylor Swift's kind of cute. And 
I think they've been messing with each other. He was trying yeah. to he was trying to soft launch and he was trying to soft launch so bad. But it's like sorry, that's me stopping <laughs> no, my feet. Like, he was trying to soft launch so bad, but when yeah. you're famous, there's no such thing as a it's soft Taylor launch. Swift. She is like the biggest fandom. I feel like you 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 just should have said y'all. The Swifties? Oh, Crazy. Nah crazy and the way she was at that game with his mama she she's she, been there she's she been be there. chilling at their yes. house on that couch yeah. she literally when thanksgiving is coming around she doesn't even have to mm-hmm. be invited she knows the door is open right um and i know people are saying like oh it's possibly a publicity stunt and stuff like that which i i seen i seen this video. that's a possibility it it is because she has i guess she has a documentary coming out next yeah. month. yeah but have you seen like the the videos it's like Cause his number is eighty seven, uh-huh. dude. People be connecting dots like crazy, like uh. her songs and like past things she said, and like mm-hmm. cause you know her number is thirteen. That's yeah. like her lucky number. Eighty seven mm-hmm. plus thirteen is a hundred. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was like, wait, y'all. I'm not a Swifty at all. So I like, it's- okay. My, one of my friends is like a huge Swifty. It's kind of like a dot 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 for me. Yeah, so I'm really not a Swifty. Like I'm with old Taylor. Like back mm. in the day. Like if you put that, I on, love her country music though. Yeah, but I'm not like I don't. I only know what TikTok tells me. And once you like a video <laughs> about, once you like a video about Taylor Swift, you might as well just say you're a fucking once, Swifty. Once you're in that T Swift content, you cannot. escape. Yeah, you cannot escape. And it's, it's like, like it's cool. Barrel. Like she. She hasn't done anything for me to be like this bitch, but she. I think. I think the the relationship will be cute. What I mm-hmm. don't like is the backlash he's getting. Mm. Have you heard of like any of that? Yeah. Um. So like, the woman he dated before. I don't know her name. Um, oh, she got like cheating allegations or some shit. For real? Yeah. I ain't know nothing about that. She's like, I would never cheat. The weird thing that. We might just Google search what his ex's name is while I'm talking. But the weird thing that's kind of been rubbing me the wrong way specifically, because I've been I'm on that side of TikTok where like it's like very like it's either really red pill or very liberal, like mm-hmm. either one of those. No mm-hmm. in between. So a lot of it has been, um, you know, like what happened between them type thing, because mm-hmm. apparently Travis Kelsey had a type before him and T-Swift got together, mainly women of color, you know, voluptuous body, very mm-hmm. Instagram model looking, you know, type beat like that. But and I think holding him to that, like, looking, like, he doesn't just have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, what if you just mm-hmm. wanted to go outside his comfort zone? Try try a little Caucasian. Like. Well, but here's the thing, though. Like, he's a white man. There's... So, yeah, like, yeah. I'm confused where the flack of giving somebody, like, where the whole giving somebody shit for dating within their race is Because they get from. mad at all the time, all the time when men, like, athletic mm-hmm. motherfuckers, I was going to go, athletes there, date only white women. But then seeing someone who's like, oh, like, oh, he dated, you know, black women, he's mm-hmm. dating a white woman, like, I'm trying to figure out why do you guys have an issue? Her name is Kayla Nicole. Oh, go ahead. Is she like an Instagram model? She looks very Instagram model ish. I'm not gonna hold you. Like very, very beautiful woman. I'll, I'll give her that. Um, but uh, no, yeah, I just think it's stupid that once someone dates a white person or dates a black woman, they're like this terrible, terrible person. Like I just, 
Let them vibe. Just vibe. She graduated from Pepperdine University. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in sports broadcasting. Oh, I seen this yeah, video the day the day after yeah. the whole Taylor and mm-hmm. Travis thing. She goes on an interview and says like he's only like like it's for money and like views. Mm. Like going and speaking on your ex, girl. You're not looking like you moved on. Mm. Move on. Yeah. She's also like a fashion influencer aside from like a sports or a broadcast journalist and stuff like that. So she's a pretty established woman before. Before. before but no, they yeah. met on a dating show. He had a dating show. Yeah, they met on Instagram, I think. Yeah, like. No, so. he. she was a contestant on his dating show. He had a dating show before like he played for the Chiefs, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it mentions it here. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I think for me, the whole thing is the, I feel like what's the point of backlash? Because it's like one, just because a white man, cause okay, you know, like the whole saying, once you go black, you never go back. Yeah. This is a, obviously not true. This is a, I'm putting up air quotes right now, y'all spicy white man, quote unquote. And even let's break down spicy white man this is like a white man who has like a pretty black aesthetic yeah pretty black black aesthetic like you know dresses in you know more street flat fashioned that's more influenced by black culture when he makes his touchdowns he does black culture references um you know that type of thing you know like he just he's i'm pretty sure like their team has a lot of like pretty like influential black people there so it's mm-hmm. kind of just like you know you're around black people all the time you kind of get sucked into it i guess mm-hmm. but it's like at the end of the day like behind that spiciness he's still white he's still white like and i feel like people people underestimate how white he is until they see his brother yes like, oh my god yeah his brother is pretty white man aesthetic like that's that's a white man so it's kind of just like like you know you see this this white man with a buzz cut and a fade and then you see his brother and it's just kind of like oh okay oh Oh. Oh, okay i guess Yeah, yeah nice um but my most part about it is it's just like him dating white women isn't him um condemning black women or condemning women of color um it's just him dating within his race simple as that nothing wrong and i feel like with the whole um with the entire thing of the athletic image when it comes to relationships i feel like that trickles down onto like the simplest things of like high school sports and stuff like that where Mm -hmm. Obviously, you feel like you have to date a certain way if you give a certain vibe. You know, like the whole thing where it's like, oh, if you're a black man playing a sport, you have to be paired up with a white woman. That thing, that's always rubbed me the wrong way. But, you know, go off then. But it's always kind of been one of those things for me where it's been like the whole conversation around dating outs, like interracial dating and stuff like that. The reason why... My thing is, I don't have an issue if you decide to date outside your race. Do what you want to do. At the end of the day, be dating outside of your race for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, be it, it shouldn't be one of those things when somebody is asking you, oh, you know, why are you with your partner? Don't start mentioning what all your other exes are, were doing to you or how, oh, I tried to do this, da-da-da-da-da, and, you know, this person, da-da-da-da. And it just becomes, okay, 
so like what do you like about your partner mm-hmm. like it just becomes a different race it, and that's just the problem for me because there are certain black men or men of color who when you're like oh you know why are you with your partner they'll hit you with the Oh, some of them will hit you with the, oh, I've tried to date black women, but oh they did this, that, and the third to me, and mm-hmm. da 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 and my this, my that, da 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 and black women are so ghetto, and black women are so this, and black... It becomes into a bashing campaign, like a hate campaign, a smear campaign. It becomes everything that's wrong with black women mm-hmm. and not what do you like about your partner. Right. Simple as that. Because it's like, okay, what do you like your partner except for... That she is white or that she has close proximities to whiteness. And then they'll some of them will hit you with the, oh, she's just different. Okay. Maybe, maybe we need to deconstruct yeah. what you got going on. Because at the end of the day, like, that makes me just feel so bad for the women in the situation. Because it's just kind of like you don't know who you're with until you ask them that question of why they're with you type beat like that. And it's just kind of like, I've never really liked the whole list, like the whole thing of like, Oh, I can't date an athlete because they only date white women. That's not, that's not, that's so unfortunate because like my brother was an athlete and he went on to date a black and he went on to date a black woman. Chitty's engaged to her. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like one of those things where it's like, if you're dating, if you happen to be dating somebody, like I said before, if you happen to be dating somebody outside of your race, that's because they're just a good person. Right. They're just somebody who you want to be with. They're somebody who you vibe with. And that even brings me brings up to this like video that I was watching. It was of it was a live with Chad Johnson and they're both like wide receiver, like wide wide receivers. One played for San Francisco and one played Oh, okay, yeah. Um, It was between Travell Owens. Um, He used to be a wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. And Chad Johnson, who also used to be a wide receiver for the Cincinnati Beagles. Mm -hmm. And, like, their conversations was mainly, like, I feel like the conversation was innovative. I enjoyed it because it was, like, a different perspective on why, example, T.O. was talking about how he was like, you know, I didn't start dating white women until I was in college. Mm-hmm. And he thoroughly expressed that he doesn't hate black women or anything like that. But it got to the point where his examples of why he didn't want to date black women were very much. It was like regular teenage experiences. He was like, I, when I was in high school, you know, black girls would talk about, you know, me being dark skin. And, you know, they would talk about, you know, how scrawny I am and, you know, the way I looked. And it's like I'm thinking about the way high school is. High school is just the teenage breaking ground. Mm-hmm. Like the strongest of the strongest will survive high school. And especially if you're going through the glow up period in high school, it gets mm-hmm. to the point where it's kind of like you have to go through a lot of unfortunately insults to be able to really get to the point where you're like i feel good about the way i look i feel good i feel good about the way i look like you really got to repeat that shit like an affirmation for real yeah and the way he was expressing it obviously like when he was talking about it as a dark-skinned black woman as somebody who 
throughout middle school, high school, you know, I went through pretty much the same thing. You know, people just talking about, you know, the way I looked physically, you know, me being a certain look like and not really matching the bad bitty aesthetic, even though we're literally like 15, 14. But go right. off thinking. Oh um, but, you know, I was just like, that's just teenage experience from the black perspective, mm-hmm. truly, because. Like I said, colorism is instilled in all of us as black people. That's just the truth about it. Unfortunately, you know, the the dark skin jokes, you know, when the lights go off. Oh, my God. Where did so and so go? Like those things are all rooted in colorism. So naturally, as women, you're meant to be you're meant to want to go for a certain type of aesthetic of man. Mm-hmm. And usually dark skinned is not that way it is. And then on top of that, he described that, you know, he's a teenage boy, like teenage boys go through puberty a little later. So he's he's scrawny like they're and they're in high school. So it's kind of like one of those things for me where I was like, I'm not going to invalidate his experience because his, ex- his experience is his experience for sure. But at the end of the day, like he was describing it as more so a regular teenage experience instead of this really hurt me to the point where I couldn't see no black woman the same yeah type B and then he obviously talks about you know how um he didn't start dating white women until he was in college and even at that he wasn't looking for a white woman to be on his arm he was looking for somebody who he could vibe with and who he wanted to be with and I was just like okay like this is okay mm-hmm. I feel like when some when some black men get on get on the mic, when you give them a little a little inch, they start going a whole yard about what they hate about black women, and it gets weird because it's like, isn't your mama dark skin? Isn't your isn't your TT dark skin? Like what yeah. what's going on with that? Like your it gets black. yeah, it gets to the point where it's like you grew up with black women. You know, you might have a sister. I feel like because it's a trend to like not like white. I mean, black women. But then I also feel like because when I was younger, I remember I had a crush on this dude, and he only liked white girls. And I was like, oh damn. Well, you know, like it's not it for us right now. And I'm not gonna lie, I am a light skinned black person, and so people would always like. I'm not gonna say hold that against me, because. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they would always make note of it. And it's like, well, but you're light-skinned and da-da-da-da. And I th- well, he only liked white girls. And I was like, well, they'd be like, oh, but you're light-skinned. Like, you're <laughs> close to it. <laughs> and I don't know. It made me feel some, like, sort of way. And then I remember, like, I since I was little, I liked white guys. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just something. Like, I wasn't raised to be, like... I when I was little and started like noticing like oh I think I like this person like right. you know five six whatever, and I wasn't raised to be like oh you can't like white guys like I was. It's just like one of those things where you like what's around you. If you don't have a restriction, yeah, then it's kind of like anybody's free game, no matter yeah. how they look like. Yeah, but like what I was saying was, and then in like third or fourth grade, when I told people like oh I have a crush on this Jonah. Mm-hmm. Like some white kid, right. and then people be like, "Oh, you like white guys? Like you? Like you know? Like bashing yeah. me for it?" So I like, I it's not that I stopped liking like other dudes outside of my race, uh-huh. but it's like I didn't tell people as much, uh-huh. so I like kept it to myself, and um, and then I got like, "Oh, you're like you're whitewashed, and mm. you're this, you're that," because I wasn't like you know. I hate the whitewash comment for real. It's because so you. 
you are what you grow up in, in a sense. And I feel like a lot of the times, example, like I've had like there, there was this like one guy, um, he came in for this like one thing for like college credit when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And he, this one like other white guy in the room, he said, he was like, oh, you're so well articulated. And he said that he was like, in a sense, saying that, you know, calling a black person like well articulated is another form of just saying that they know how to do a basic skill of talking. Mm-hmm. You're just praising them for doing basic stuff, which is talking. Literally, it's like it's one of those things. I'm just trying to it, I feel like his body language said more than what he said. It was mm-hmm. very much showing like like you're expecting me not to be well articulated to the point where it's like when I speak you're just so surprised that I have those things to say Mm -hmm. and it's because when you look at me you don't think I can say those things Mm -hmm. so it's just one of those things for me where it's like that's why I kind of let go of that whole like whitewash thing because I was just kind of like you know everybody grows up in a different environment and that environment molds you into whatever you are Mm -hmm. if you don't grow up around people constantly speaking AAVE. Um, if you don't grow up around people who constantly use certain types of slang that a majority of black people use, you're not going to use that because you don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. You, like, it, that's just a simple thing like that. Like, example, like when you're texting somebody, you're not going to start using random ass acronyms that you've never used before because you don't know what that means simple as that like sometimes i'll text jakea like a couple things and she'll be like i have no idea what that means i'm gonna (laughs) keep it a buck like yeah and it's just like okay that's completely understandable because it's just like one of those things where it's like your style is made from what you're used to seeing simple as that like Mm -hmm. and that's just the truth about it all and that's why i'm just kind of like you calling a black anybody calling like a black person whitewashed is just you contributing to just I would say it's making harder it's making it harder for us to be free. It's mm-hmm. making us it may, it's making it harder for us to be free. Because usually the people who are being called whitewashed they have more I would say an elevated vocabulary. They speak a little bit more proper, quote or they unquote. They dress different. They dress a little bit different, yeah. so you know like they you know they wear you know their basic, you know, hydro flask white girl white girl look you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like you know whether that's athletic shorts and an oversized t-shirt or athletic wear like they look a certain type of way that we would see primarily white people look like or speak like mm-hmm. and that's where the whole whitewash thing comes around mm-hmm. why are white people allowed to be what their environment makes them but black people can't right it's even the same thing with saying like like, all the time I see, like, white boys on TikTok, and they're like, stop trying to be black. And they're like, well, I'm not trying to be black. It's just, like, how I grew up. It's, like, the same same difference, you know? I feel like it's—I hate seeing that comment. Like, stop trying to be black. Yeah. No, if they have, like, wicks and trying to do all that, that's culture appropriation. There's definitely—yeah, like, I—and that just comes with, like, you educating yourself. Like, yeah. there's a very thin line between culture appreciation and appropriation Mm -hmm. and it's very easy to cross into one realm or another or even have one foot in one and one Mm -hmm. foot in the other there have definitely been there are white people who have grown up in the same areas that predominantly black people grow up in and they don't take 
on that role as much as certain white people do. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, obviously, you know, you are, you, you, your environment molds a majority of your mindset and the way you are. Especially like what age you are in that. Yeah. You know, your adolescence, you're a sponge. Like Mm -hmm. you're absorbing everything around you, no matter how harmful, no matter how safe it is. Like you're a sponge in your adolescent ages. Like you don't fully start kind of developing your own persons until your frontal cortex is fully developed, which is around 25. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, a good the first decade or two of your life, you're really just a sponge absorbing everything that's going on around you. And it's kind of just like, you know, you're taking some of this and you're taking some of that and mm-hmm. you're kind of molding yourself into one kind of big person of, you know, whatever you see fit. Right. But certain certain people take that to the extreme. And that's yeah. where the culture appropriation comes in. You know, just because you grew up in the projects with certain black people doesn't mean, you know, you have to be sitting here sagging your pants to the ground or you don't have to sit here and be a stereotype of a black person just because yeah. you grew up around black people. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to look like how media depicts black people mm-hmm. because you grew up around black people because that's when it gets harmful. That's when it gets to the point where it's like, okay, even though you grew up around black people, this is truly how you see them, even mm-hmm. though you're in close proximity to them. Okay, I see how that is. Um, so it's like, it's whatever. And I feel, and it go kind of goes the same way for black people, but it's a little bit different because it's kind of just like when you have an experience, I feel like a lot of people think that if you have any experience outside of what media categorizes as the black experience, mm-hmm. it's automatically whitewashed. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. That is not true. Like when people look at example Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm-hmm. they're instantly like, oh, he's whitewashed, he's this, he's that. He just, he's grown up that way. Like mm-hmm. that's just what it is. He has never been to West Philadelphia and he hasn't lived that type of life that example will lived in the show so Mm -hmm. he's not gonna be like will smith in that aspect because he has never lived a day or a chapter or even a page in the life of will in that show because he's always lived in beverly hills Mm -hmm. that's what it is like yeah or whatever they or wherever they lived at bel-air there it is and bel-air yeah like that's just the simple fact of that is that doesn't make him whitewashed Mm -hmm. that doesn't make him uppity that doesn't make him any of that it just makes him simply a black person who's adapting to their surroundings like i said yeah when you're in the stages before your brain is fully developed you're a constant sponge your brain is just just grabbing everything it can and just molding it into one and kind of taking what it wants and leaving what it what it can leave Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where like example like some people are just like oh yeah like i don't really know where i got this habit from and it's kind of just like it's that sponge mentality you just kind of soak up whatever's around you subconsciously it just happens Mm -hmm. and i just find it just even like reeling it back in like i just find it just so just so crazy that the automatic reaction to hearing you know this white man is in a relationship with a white woman is okay well let's look at Kayla cut her out cut cut her out the whole thing because I'm just like it's already weird enough that one he's her ex yeah like 
let it go. They're not associated anymore. They were in a relationship for a good minute. Now they're not. Okay. Let it go. Literally. Like, let it die. Let it die. Literally. Let it shrivel up and die. Like, <laughs> now it's kind of like. Yeah. It's kind of just like, you know, leave it alone. Leave it be. On to the it, next. It is what it is. Like, simple as that. And it's just kind of like, I feel like, obviously, debunking certain rumors is one thing. Yes, mm-hmm. of course. But going on full tangents tangents about your relationship, I understand weird. you experienced it, but mm-hmm. there's a certain level of privacy mm-hmm. that people of your caliber des- deserve. And it's like, don't let the media sway you into thinking that, oh... You know, mm-hmm. you have to you have to talk about this because he's dating Taylor Swift. What happened between you guys that he went to Taylor Swift? And it's like, girl, nothing has to happen. for. If he wanted to date Taylor Swift, he wanted to date Taylor Swift. Simple as that. If he wanted to date white women, he wants to date white women. I feel like people need to understand your environment around you determines pretty much your attractions. He never specified that he does not like white women just because he's dating women of color. I I feel like that's like something that people just kind of forget. Like when you date a certain race, that doesn't mean you condemn like that. Right. It doesn't mean you condemn everybody else. It just means for the meantime, or maybe for a long time, I'm dating this person. That's so true. Like when I tell like, if I talk to somebody else in my race and I'm like telling someone, they're like, oh, so you don't like black guys? And I'm like, no, I've only ever dated black guys. Like, or talked to, like, right. been serious with black guys. But me talking to somebody outside of my race doesn't mean I'm like, fuck black guys. Like, no, I love my black men. Like, right. And <laughs> love on, them. And even at that, like, bringing it to, like, a lifestyle aspect, being on a campus that is primarily, you know, white Mm -hmm. you really just have to suss out your options like we're all we all got the same pool yeah and we all trying to pick out something out of this very narrow pool (laughs) yes so it's like so it's just like okay i'm looking at my options you're looking at your options the options are the same and i feel like having like like saying like oh i don't like white guys i don't like black guys i don't like asian guys it's like you're holding yourself like behind a gate like there's so (laughs) many more opportunities out there like i'm not saying you're not gonna have any opportunities but i feel like change it up switch it up real try something different me personally I love black men. I've had my periods in time where I guess I dibbled and dabbled or whatever, mm-hmm. but I ne- I don't really count those as relationships. Yeah. But one thing about me, like, I love a black man. And, like, <laughs> as a black woman, I don't feel obligated to do that because yeah. I'm a black woman. Mm-hmm. I just do it because I like black men. I genuinely love black men. Like, I grew up around black men. Like, my dad's black. Yeah. My brothers are black. My uncles are black. My grandpa's black. Like, I... My uncles are black. Like, I love black men because... I just love men in general. <laughs> period. period. I love men. I love... Like, I, like I feel like for me, the image of the men in my life yeah. has served as the image of men who I want... Want to be around. And right. And want to yep. be in a relationship with. And... Even as, like, just friends. I have yeah. been blessed, y'all. Yeah. I have been blessed, truly. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, it's just... It, it's just one of those things for me where it's like... Whatever the universe sends you, don't send it away be- in the name of, oh, I can't. I don't want to desecrate like, I, my ancestors. I know this or- guy, and his mom, like, we all went out to, like, dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And his mom goes, y'all better not bring no white girl home. Mm-hmm. And I sat there, and I was like, 
what the heck like i feel like that's and so, some people like their parents won't allow it and mm-hmm. it's like i hate like it's crippling like knowing people are so close-minded like mm-hmm. stop it's 2023 if your son is attracted to a white woman why does it matter mm-hmm. and i think it's also because of that that fear of you know the possibility of having you know on the rare occasion the hating black man like yeah. you know where it's like if you're dating a white woman you automatically feel so superior to everybody else that you start hating you yeah, know no, what you know and in a sense i understand but it's like how are you raising them to do that right how are you raising them and what methods are you using i guess and how do you project not only yourself as a woman but other women who look like you mm-hmm. and who are different shades it just from makes, you in the black it makes community. you sound insecure towards white women like you think white women are going to take things from you like white women are more superior than you so you can't date a white woman because she's gonna it's like that's kind of what's like hidden mm-hmm. you know and what she's I saying see what you're saying yeah I just think it's, I'm not going to raise my kids like that, whoever you want. Like, definitely at the end of the day, like, whoever you want to be with, cool beans, you want to be with them. Yeah. But I feel like the way to go is more more so debunking or trying not to install hate. Yeah. Like, letting it be known, like, you know, yeah, like, I'm a black woman. I love being a black woman, you know. You have all these black women around you. You know, mm-hmm. we love you. We want the best for you. Yeah, like, show... Because the thing is, like, there are so many positive images of black women out there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there are different types of black women. And those those sectors each have their own positive image within mm-hmm. itself. So it's like showing that being black isn't one-dimensional. Specifically, yeah. being a black woman isn't one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, and just showing the versatility don't make them feel like you know the women in your um atmosphere right here are your only options type thing like that and also just teaching teaching children not to settle and that's for every black child out there everybody deserves to be happy in their in the way that pleases their soul and their spirit and you should not settle to be with somebody who doesn't do that because of that whether that be finance or stability mm-hmm. or security because at the end of the day you only have one life and i definitely like a lot of my favorite poets have literally like made it so clear like not a lot of people have that opportunity of getting to experience the love of their existence mm-hmm. so it's like when you find it hold it tight because not everybody gets the opportunity to feel that type of love in their life Mm -hmm. so it's kind of just like you know head in the field you know if you are looking for a specific demographic cool if you're not cool just don't limit yourself in the name of whether that be white supremacy or whether Mm -hmm. that be colorist ideals or just racist rhetoric yeah well that's all we got for today Mm-hmm. Um, Jake, go ahead, share that posting schedule, child. Okay. Let me find it. Oh, okay. We post every Wednesday on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find us on Insta and TikTok at We're Behind the Mic. We're spelled W E R 
E and then behind the mic spelled regular and then where um where we'll be posting public interviews behind the scenes content um we're gonna be posting dumps before every single episode that we drop or just to kind of hype y'all up and kind of show y'all all the behind the scenes stuff yes. um and Kaya, where can they find you on the media on Instagram and TikTok at Jakea Lachey, J-A-K-A-Y-A-L-A-S-H-E. Per. I think I spelled that right. Hopefully. Just go to the... I was going to say, it's also in our Instagram yeah, bio, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you can also find me on Instagram at Veronica Sarbaugh, um, spelled V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A-S-A-R-G-B-A-H. And we'll see you next week. Behind, Behind the, the mic. mic. Yep. See you later. Mm-hmm.